I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier, and it's Factor. Factor's delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. You don't even have to dirty a dish. And let me tell you, they are delicious. My favorite so far is the creamy Parmesan chicken. Let me tell you, it's amazing. And I'm super picky about like Parmesan sauces and things like that that are like literally from restaurants. I'm telling you, this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant. And you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. I picked the and more. But even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever, these are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. Anyway, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. It's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 and use the code cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. That's code cleanwithme50 at factormeals.com dot com slash clean with me 50 to get 50% off. Hi everyone, Ronnie here. You're listening to clean with me, the podcast about cleaning to listen to while you clean. So this episode is not the usual cleaning talk through where I go into detail on what you're probably doing during the episode. But that said, if you want to use it that way, now would be the time to maybe light a candle, freshen up, start with your high priority areas, maybe your front room, your kitchen, or you might just be using this episode to fold laundry or tackle a mountain of dishes. So go ahead and do whatever you want to do. Of course, as always, use this uh, podcast how you want. But in this episode, I'm going to be discussing what to do on days when you don't clean your whole house. Now, if you're not new to my podcast, you probably know that I talk a lot about a whole house approach where you go into every room of your house during your cleaning session. But obviously, there are certain days where you don't do that. There are those minimum days. If you work all week and your kids are at school or you know you might be cleaning more on Saturday and doing that whole house approach once a week. I've noticed when I do kind of research I read a lot of cleaning blogs and things like that 
kind of just to get ideas for the show. Obviously, I talk mainly about what I do, what works for me, what I recommend, but I like to kind of get a feel for what other people are doing. And I've noticed a lot of times when I see an article about cleaning your whole house, it's kind of assumed that it's a weekly clean. The reason it's not that way for me is because I have a heavier load, I think, than some people. Obviously, we all have to do the same chores around our house, but as far as dishes, laundry, there are six of us living here and the kids are homeschooled, so I feel like there's a lot of housework. It it would be too much for me to do on a Saturday and the house wouldn't look good in between. But I do recognize, you know, that a weekly clean might be enough. And here's here's what would make a weekly clean enough for someone if they have a really good habits of cleaning as they go and picking up after themselves. For example, a retired couple that always, you know, rinses off their dish and puts it in the dishwasher or they always put their clothes in the hamper you know they might be doing a deep clean once a week or even once every two weeks but their house stays clean in between and I totally get that so when I talk about cleaning your whole house every single day for you it might not be every day but my method would still work for you on the days that you clean. When I say like go in and check your bathroom, you might be for sure deep cleaning both bathrooms if you're only doing it once a week or once every two weeks. But since I'm going through my entire house almost every day, every task is not a deep clean. I'm deep cleaning as needed. So what I'm gonna talk about is what I do on the days that I don't clean. Now, of course, cleaning as you go, picking up after yourself, you know, is something that we need to all be striving for. But what my minimums are, keeping the front room clean, that's, you know, picking up, straightening the pillows. I'll be honest, I usually delegate that to the kids, but I usually fix it up while they're sleeping, but then throughout the day, Hey, you know, shut off those video games and get this front room clean. So keeping the front room clean, doing the dishes, you know, that would be a minimum of running the dishwasher once. Usually it's more than that if we're doing a lot of cooking. Usually it's twice, but doing your dishes. And when I say just doing the dishes, if you tell yourself that you're just going to do the dishes, it's a minimum day. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're busy that day. It's just not your whole house cleaning time. Tell yourself that you've got to at least do the dishes because let's face it, we all have to do our dishes at least every 24 hours. Otherwise, it's unsanitary. You don't have anything to eat off of, what have you. Okay, but if you tell yourself, I'm just going to, I just have to do the dishes, usually that ends up in cleaning the kitchen. Because once the dishes are done, it's not going to be that hard to put things away and wipe down surfaces. But, you know, that's the minimum. Keeping the front room clean, doing the dishes. 
And then for me, I add to that making my bed and making sure that I hang a clean towel over the shower for my husband. Those are the bare minimums that I have to do, whether it's a busy weekend or I'm sick or whatever. Either I have to do it or I have to delegate it. And then usually I would add to that, you know, running a load of laundry which if you're behind, it would just be towels and underwear, you know, kind of that bare minimum. And then anything that my kids have placed on top of the washing machine. My kids are trained that if they need something washed right away, instead of putting it on the hamper, they can kind of put a rush on something by putting it on top of the washing machine. You know, their favorite sweatshirt or that pair of jeans that they want to wear somewhere tomorrow or whatever goes on the washing machine. So those are kind of my minimums. Now, when I talk about cleaning the whole house and I list off everything that is involved, a lot of that is probably universal. But when it comes to minimums, your minimums could be different than mine. Like I said, we all have to do our dishes every day. So the dishes are going to be on your minimum list. Straightening up the front room might not be a big deal for you because maybe you're keeping that clean anyway. Maybe your kids are not knocking the cushions off the couch or whatever, or you don't have kids that age or whatever. So maybe your front room stays tidy and that's great, but I think the dishes are going to be part of everyone's minimum, you know, unless you just don't eat at home at all. Your... Making your bed probably is a minimum for you. It's always nice to come home to a made bed. So that's probably on your list. But if it's not, it's not. I don't think it was always on my minimum list, but it is now. And then hanging up the towel. You know, maybe your husband doesn't mind just pulling a towel out of a cupboard or out of a clean laundry pile but I like to make it easy for him. In fact, if I don't make it easy for him, he'll get in the shower and then he'll just be like, I need a towel and then I'm going to have to bring him one. So that's why I have it ready anyway. I mean, not just to be nice to him, but so I don't have to like be his beck and call once he gets in the shower. So I encourage you to take some time to think about what your minimum requirements are things that are non-negotiable that you need to do every day, whether you have time for a cleaning session or not. And, you you know, you might want to write it down, put it in a binder, or, you know, maybe you already just kind of know what that is and you're, you're thinking about that right now. So that's something to think about. Times that I do the minimums personally would be if I am sick, If I'm going to be gone all day, like, you know, it's a big shopping day or we're going on a field trip. Another time that I sometimes do a minimum, right before I go out of town, the day before, what I will sometimes do after those minimums is I will just hyper-focus on laundry. I will completely get caught up on folding and putting away laundry. So I'm not going to end up folding and putting away every stitch of clothing on a day that I've cleaned my whole house, if that makes sense. 
it might not make sense to you if you don't have a problem with a residual clean laundry pile. In my defense, I think it's better than having a huge dirty pile. I usually have a clean pile and I'm not always caught up on it. So realistically, if I'm going to go out of town the next day, I will do that minimum, which for me is cleaning the front room, doing my dishes, make the bed, hang a towel. But then I will start folding and putting away laundry and packing as I go. Because a lot of times our favorite outfits are in that pile, you know, and I'll be washing at the same time because I'll have some dirty stuff too. So I'll be washing, drying, folding and putting away clothing while I pack. Now you're probably going, oh no, you know, don't you clean your house before I go out of town? You got out of town? Yes, I do. But that's usually the next morning if I'm not leaving in early in the morning. Obviously, if I'm leaving early in the morning, I'm going to clean my entire house and pack the night before. But if I'm not leaving early in the morning, I will get up that morning and do my whole house clean. Ideally, I will have already packed the night before, caught up on laundry. Now, it's not as deep as a clean as far as the bathrooms and stuff. This is what I do when I go out of town. I will detail the kitchen. I'll get it spotless because I don't want any food rotting in the garbage disposal. I don't want, you know, any soiled dish sitting there, you know, (laughs) hardening or whatever, food hardening on a pan or a dish. No, I will wash every dish. I will scrub the surfaces, run the garbage disposal, take out the trash, sweep the floor. You know, you don't want to get any pests or whatever. So you, you get your kitchen spotless when you're going to be gone for a long period of time or for a few days or whatever. But with the bathrooms, I just kind of check the bathrooms. I've talked before about, you know, you got to at least check that bathroom that you're not deep cleaning. So I'll just straighten up the bathrooms, but the kitchen will be deep cleaned. And then the entire house will be picked up because when I get home, I want it to be neat and tidy. Okay. And I will definitely make my bed because, you know, when you're tired and you want to come home to a nice bed. And then this is a little bit off the subject, but when I'm going to the grocery store to get snacks for the trip, I will get something to eat when we get home, like some type of a convenience food. It might be a box of frozen corn dogs or some frozen pizzas. And the reason I do that is because when we're we're on a road trip, we're a couple hours away and the kids are like, can we stop and get something to eat? No, we're just going to eat when we get home, you know, because we've already, you know, eaten on the road once that day or whatever. Then when you get back, you're the adult that's been driving. You're not going to feel like cooking. Even though you were just sitting there, it's really exhausting. So I'll get home and then I'll tell the kids, like, go ahead and um, cook those frozen pizzas. So this may not apply if your kids are not old enough to cook or whatever. But for me, I'll be like, pop in those frozen pizzas. And then I can just kind of plop down after a long drive. So that's kind of my system. I mainly brought up the traveling thing just to give you an example of a time when I do a minimum day. Catching up on laundry to pack for a trip would be one of those situations being sick or 
you know, kind of doing an all-day excursion. Another time that I do the minimum is usually on Saturday and Sunday. And I realize that a lot of you use Saturday as a cleaning day. I do that sometimes, but a lot of times we're doing family stuff on those days. And, you know, just to kind of keep the house under control, it's mainly about keeping the front room orderly, the kitchen clean, which, you know, minimum of just doing the dishes. And when I say just doing the dishes, I'm talking about I might leave some random papers on my countertop or whatever. It's a lower standard than I have during the week when I'm doing, you know, my whole house approach on most days and I'm actually clearing and wiping down every surface. Now, a lot of times I talk about what my husband likes. He likes to come home to a clean kitchen, the bed made, towel hanging up. But I know that some of you probably have a husband that maybe he's the messy one. I, I hear about this a lot just in talking to my friends. Like, you know, I used to have a neighbor. My husband doesn't care if the house is clean. He doesn't care if dinner's ready when he gets home from work. So if you have a, the type of husband that's more laid back, then your minimums would be more determined by your own standards. Obviously, I like having my front room clean. Like, I'm pickier about that, I think, even than my husband. Obviously, he likes the entire house to be clean all the time. <laughs> okay. But I feel like the front, having the front room clean, and I've talked about before, that's just the first thing people see when they walk in. For me, it's the entryway slash living room. I like to have that clean at all times. And then obviously the dishes, that's universal. We all have to do our dishes every day. But like hanging up the towel or whatever might be something, you know, on the shower itself might be something specific to my husband. So not only should you think about things that maybe your husband would like done, but if that's not really what it's about in your house, Think about what makes you feel relaxed. For you, there might be something else. You know, maybe a spotless bathroom mirror is just a big deal to you. You might want to clean your bathroom mirror even on an off day that's not, you know, a whole house cleaning day. So that's just a random thing I brought up because I can't really think of anything other than my own minimums or maybe picking up your bedroom floor, making sure that there is not any dirty laundry on your bedroom floor. You know, whatever it is, think about what it, you know, what helps you or your husband and or your husband feel relaxed and feel comfortable. Now, here's my two cents on when a woman says that her husband doesn't care if she cleans the house. I guess it could be true, but I think just some guys are easygoing and they don't, you know, they don't feel good about telling their, you know, their wife, like, what'd you do all day? Or, you know, why don't you go get in there and clean that kitchen? Some husbands don't feel comfortable saying that stuff. And if your husband says those things, you're in good company. But if he doesn't, he might still be thinking them. You know, it's like the woman that's just morbidly obese and is like, my husband doesn't care how I look. Well, he kind of does, but he loves you and doesn't want to hurt your feelings. But he would probably like it if you at least lost a little weight. 
I mean, hopefully I'm not offending anyone here, but I'm just saying some people are nice and they have more easygoing personalities, but people are going to appreciate it when you keep your house clean. They just are. And if nothing else, do it for yourself. Even on the days that you are not up to a major cleaning session, do those minimums that make you feel at peace and make your family members happy. I'm not going to be labeling this episode as a cleaning talk through or as a clean your whole house because it is on the subject of what to do on those other days. However, if you are using this as a talk through, because I think a lot of times when people download a podcast or play a podcast, it's because a cleaning podcast is because they're in cleaning mode. So by now, you've probably finished your front area slash kitchen. If not, go ahead and finish that up. But don't forget during the episode, if this is a whole house day for you, which I do recommend doing on most days, if you're like me and you have a lot of housework or you just have a high standard, um, don't forget to head down the hallway You might have other living areas other than just your front room. Don't forget to straighten those up. Don't forget to head down the hallway and check all of your bathrooms. Maybe lightly clean all of them or check one bathroom, deep clean another. Um, Have the kids clean their rooms. A thought on um, kids and bedrooms when it comes to laundry this is just something that I've learned over the years if you start to let a teenager or an older child's bedroom slide like you just don't think about it you don't go in there every day you might end up regretting it now obviously you're doing the child a disservice by not teaching them to keep their environment clean around them you know Keep their little corner of the world clean, which is their bedroom. If you don't teach them that, you know, you're, you're kind of doing them a, a disservice. But you might be thinking, oh, you know, when they get older, you know, they'll do it or whatever. And that might be true. You know, usually we're not as messy as adults as we are as teenagers. But just for yourself, one reason to make sure that your child straightens up their room every day is that if you wait a couple of weeks and you say, hey, your room's a disaster, time to clean your room, they might end up bringing you just a huge pile of dirty laundry that can just kind of set you back on your laundry routine. Or if they're allowed to eat in their rooms, they might be bringing you a bunch of dishes. I don't I don't allow that. I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier, and it's Factor. Factors, delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. You don't even have to dirty a dish. And let me tell you, they are delicious. My favorite so far is the creamy Parmesan chicken. Let me tell you, it's amazing. And I'm super picky about like Parmesan sauces and things like that that aren't like literally from restaurants. I'm telling you, this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant. 
and you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. I picked the and more, but even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever, these are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. Anyway, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. It's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 and use the code cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. That's code cleanwithme50 at factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. I mean, the dried on dishes in a kid's room is not not something I want to deal with. They're allowed to have a bottle of water in there. Okay, that's it. But my point is, if you let their room go too long, they're going to punish you with mountains of dirty laundry. And they may even like start to mix their clean clothes in with the dirty. I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but once in a while I'll be like, why is this in the laundry? I never even saw you wear this. You know, it's the dead of winter and, you know, it's their swimsuit or something. And you're like, what are you doing in that room? This is ridiculous. You're just throwing everything in the hamper as a fast way to clean your room. So that's just a little motivator on keeping up on kids' rooms. You don't want to get that, you know, laundry pile thrown at you. But even in your even in your own bedroom, laundry can pile up even if it's in a basket or a hamper. So, you know, going into every room every day. Obviously, you're going to go into your bedroom every day when you go to bed. But I'm talking about before that, you know, make sure that you deal with that laundry basket or whatever each day. Anyway, I'm not going back on anything I said about the whole house approach. On a typical day, typical weekday for me, it could it could happen on a weekend for you, I go through and do something in every room of my house. I want the entire house clean all at once. I don't want a lot of buildup. I don't want to be just scrubbing a toilet because I've waited a week or two to clean it. I want to just keep it clean. 
Basically, it's easier to keep your house clean than to let it get really dirty and then clean it. That's kind of part of what the whole house approach is all about. But obviously, realistically, there are days that you don't do that. There are days that you don't have time to do that. And if you're a weekly cleaner, the whole house approach works. You know, it's just the heavier your workload, the more house, the more traffic your house gets, the more often you're doing these whole house cleans. It might be every other day for you. Maybe you want every other day to be a whole house approach and then you have your minimums that you do in between. Just when I talk about the whole house approach, I'm talking about as opposed to Tuesday is laundry day, Wednesday is um, deep cleaning the kitchen, Thursday is bathrooms. You know, I don't like that. I don't want to be tied to a certain day and I want my whole house to look clean pretty much all the time. So that's what the whole house approach is. But obviously, if you've just cleaned your entire house, you might be able to do just the minimums the next day. But then the day after that, you're doing the whole house again. Another tip I have for days that you don't have time to clean the whole house, getting up early. I recommend getting up before your kids anyway, if you can. You know, unless you're pregnant or something, you need the extra sleep. I get that. But I recommend getting up early and getting some stuff done first thing. Like, let's say you're going somewhere and you're going to be gone the entire day. And it's going to take you an hour to get ready as far as, you know, having your breakfast or your coffee, taking a shower, fixing up a little bit. Let's say it takes you an hour to get ready to get out of the house. How about getting up two hours before you're going to leave? That's kind of what I like to do if I'm, you know, like on a church day or something like that. Getting up an hour earlier than what it takes for you to get ready is going to give you some time to do a little bit of housework while you're getting ready and leave a clean house behind. So that's what I kind of, I think when I got in the habit of getting up two hours before I needed to leave for church was when I, when my kids were younger and I would have a baby that was still breastfeeding because I needed to get up, nurse the baby, get ready for church, you know, including getting everybody else ready. And then that last minute feeding and diaper change before we left the house would happen a couple hours later, you know, kind of top the baby off to make sure he or she, you know, didn't need to breastfeed during the service or whatever. You know, sometimes they did, but, you know, the ideal situation would be they would just sleep through church. So that's kind of where I got into the habit of getting up two hours before I needed to go somewhere. But I kind of just kept doing that. And it just helped me not to feel stressed. To me, it's stressful to just get up, get dressed, and go and leave a messy house. So with the two-hour method, you know, you're straightening your front room. You're running the dishwasher. And it feels good because you're going to come home to a halfway presentable house at least. 
And also when you get up two hours early, you know, that first 30 minutes might be kind of your me time where you're either loading the dishwasher in peace or taking a shower in peace, you know, or nursing a baby, like I mentioned, if you're in that, you know, season of life. But it also gives your kids more time because, you know, maybe an hour and a half before takeoff, I call it takeoff, you know, I'll say like, you know, hour and a half till takeoff. I don't really start announcing it till it gets a little closer, but get the kids up like an hour and a half before they, they have to leave. Then they can kind of relax and have a leisurely breakfast and get ready. And then you might be able to tell them like, Hey guys, you know, once everybody's ready, everybody, you know, okay, their hair's done, their teeth are brushed kind of check everybody over make sure you approve their outfit and then it's like okay you guys straighten up the living room before we go you know and they've had a nice leisurely breakfast so I I definitely recommend you know taking that extra time I think when we're younger we want to get up at the last minute you know like in your early 20s it's like wow you know maybe if you had a job or have a job For me, like in my early 20s, it was like, you know, you're hitting the snooze button several times and you've got it down to an exact science how fast you can get ready to go somewhere. You know, you're putting your makeup on at the red lights, stuff like that. But as we get older, we kind of wise up. And I feel like I require less sleep now that I'm older. Like just the older you get, I'm 46 years old, the older I get, I just get up earlier and earlier. You know, if you ever get up early and go to the grocery store, a lot of times you'll see elderly people out grocery shopping. You know, they're beating the crowds and it's just easy for them to get up early. So I think sometimes that that might be how the Lord kind of helps us accomplish more as our workload kind of increases. You know, when we've got more kids we, we need more time. So the larger your family gets, at the same time you're getting older and getting up earlier. So definitely get up a little earlier. And that's going to take some self-discipline. If you're really tired in the morning, you might be staying up too late the night before. So you need to prioritize getting to bed on time. I feel like I'm more productive in the morning. I have never considered myself a morning person. If anything, I'm kind of a night owl. I like to stay up late, but, you know, my mind is more sharp and I have more energy in the morning. If I stay up late, I'm not doing productive stuff. You know, I might be playing pool on my phone or something, you know, 1130 at night, but I'm not really getting anything done. But if I'm asleep at that time and then I get up early in the morning, that's a good thing. You know, early to bed, early to rise. If you want to sleep till the last minute and, you know, yell at your kids while they're getting ready, more power to you, but it, it's not it's not the best way. It's not the ideal. And I talk about, you know, getting ready for church as an example, but this would also apply to a long day of shopping. Maybe you're going to go on a big shopping trip Or maybe you're going to go on just a family outing. Maybe it's Saturday 
and you're going on a hike or to the lake or, you know, just something, an amusement park, something that's going to take all day. I think it's going to make a big difference if you get up two hours before you need to leave and you do your minimum household chores before you leave. And it could be different for you. Maybe you're going to eat breakfast on the road and you did dishes the night before. Dishes might not be on your morning routine when you're getting ready to go somewhere, but straightening up the living room might. So, or maybe it's running a load of laundry and drying it while you're getting ready. Another thing that I do on a church morning, I will go into the laundry room when I first get up. Okay, we're like two hours before takeoff. I'll head into the laundry room and a lot of times one or two of my kids will have put something on top of the washer. Remember I talked about that? That they want to wear to church that day. So that way I have time. I'll put it on, you know, the washing machine on kind of a short cycle. And then if I'm really short on time, I'll throw in a towel and just when I go to put their clothes in the dryer, instead of putting the whole load in the dryer, I'll take just those outfits that they need and I'll put them in the dryer with a dry clean towel. That's kind of the fastest way to get get them dry if you didn't know that. So that's another thing with the two hours early before you go somewhere, you might be doing laundry if that's part of your minimum or just needs to be done that day. Now, if the two hours early thing just does not appeal to you or for some reason it isn't realistic to you, I mean, maybe you go to work early in the morning and you know, you're already getting up at 5 a.m. Okay, you don't have to get up at 4. Okay, I get that your minimum stuff might be done the night before in that case. If you know you're getting up early, you might always detail your kitchen the night before. Obviously, I know that you're supposed to do your dishes the night before. You're supposed to do them right after dinner. And if you do that, go ahead and judge me. I don't always get it done. Definitely, we clear our plates and rinse them off and stuff like that. But I'll admit... I'm usually doing some dishes in the morning. That's just how I do things. After dinner is when I'm spending quality time with the family, especially my husband. The kids are home with me all day because I homeschool, so that's kind of my time with my husband in the evenings. And, yeah, that's just kind of what I do. But as long as you're, in my mind, as long as you're doing all your dishes every 24 hours, it's not the end of the world to have some stuff, you know, rinsing off in the sink. But if you're having any type of problems with pests, okay, if you live in an apartment or something and like there's a roach problem or, you know, you've got a fruit fly infestation, you're going to need to do your dishes immediately. But I think in some situations it's okay to rinse off the dinner plates and, you know, have them soak or something like that and do them in the morning. Yeah, it's not perfect, but it's real life, folks. So if you're not able to get up early and you're going somewhere, do those minimums the night before, and then you're just free to get up and go. And, you know, it could be okay to leave some, you know, breakfast bowls or whatever. 
if you're just going to church, okay? But another thing about, you know, if you're going out of town, do every single dish, of course. But another thing about kind of the two-hour early method, it might be that you want to have your house clean so that you can have someone over after church and be hospitable in that way. So that's something to think about if your kids are like, oh, can my friend come over? You're going to be able to say, yeah, sure, come on over. Because the front room is straightened. There aren't many dishes in the kitchen, if any. And you haven't let your child's bedroom get out of hand because you don't want (laughs) that laundry setback to happen. So these are just some things I've learned along the way. Also, just a kind of a note for families with small children, sweeping your kitchen floor might be part of your daily minimum. I didn't mention that as one of my minimums, but I probably should have because sweeping or vacuuming the kitchen floor does usually happen here every day. I just don't like the look of a hard floor with crumbs on it at all, and I don't want it tracked on the carpet. And I like to walk around barefoot on a clean floor. So that might be one other thing to add to your minimums on days you don't clean. But if you're like that retired couple that I used as an example that maybe does a deep clean every two weeks, your kitchen floor might be pristine. Or you might be the type of person that is just well aware when you drop something on the kitchen floor you're cooking or chopping vegetables and you know that that little piece of carrot flew on the floor and you you know you deal with it right away you grab a broom and dustpan if you made a mess you grab a broom and dustpan if you made a mess you sweep it up if that's you that might not be part of your minimums but be thinking about what your own minimum list is this might this might be something that you print up and put in a binder. You know, I have kind of a daily reminder binder. I hadn't been, <laughs> that rhymes. I hadn't been doing that, but years ago when Fly Lady was a thing, I don't know if you've ever heard of Fly Lady, but that was a big thing. She was kind of the one that was talking to us online about cleaning our houses years ago, kind of the pioneer of clean with me type stuff. And she talked about having this control journal and it was a binder and there were a lot of different things to put in it. And I forget what people are calling it nowadays, but a lot of people have a binder and I hadn't really done that in a while. So I started a new binder yesterday. It doesn't really have any cleaning lists in it, but that would be an idea to have in your binder. It's just kind of... It's called Ronnie's Daily Reminders is what it says on the front of the binder. And it's just things that I need to look at. Some of it has to do with my homeschooling. I also have a lesson planner, so it's kind of on top of that. But just stuff that I need to be reminded of each day. I want to open up that binder every day. So that might be a place to kind of put your list of this is what I need to do every single day, whether I clean my whole house or not. And then you know eventually you'll have it memorized though but some people like lists if you're a list person great I think this podcast is a little bit more geared for people that don't have a list because it's just kind of 
giving you reminders of what to clean. But maybe throw a list in your binder. Sometimes just the act of writing something down or typing something up is therapeutic and kind of helps you to evaluate. Hey, what needs to be done every day? And then maybe even another list of here's everything in my house that needs to be done on a regular basis for your whole house clean. And also I talk about doing laundry just about every day. A laundry day might work better for you. I know Dana White of A Slob Comes Clean recommends having a weekly laundry day. I'm pretty sure my sister kind of likes the laundry day approach. They both have a smaller family than me, though. They both have a smaller family than I do, so that could be part of it. For a family of six, I like to do laundry every day. So, you know, especially when it comes, you know, when you throw in towels and bedding into the mix, it's going to add up to a lot of laundry, and you're going to be able to come up with a load every day if you have as many people in your family as I do. Trust me. Okay, so if you are caught up on my podcasts and you want to keep cleaning, maybe look into listening to audiobooks. This episode was sponsored by Audible for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash clean with me. That's audible a-u-d-i-b-l-e trial t-r-i-a-l dot com slash clean with me and um, take advantage of that if you're new here make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast another way to keep up on new episodes is to follow me on twitter at clean with me one That's clean with me and then just the number one. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at feedback at cleanwithmepodcast.com. Again, my email address is feedback at cleanwithmepodcast.com. I appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast, but if you want to go that extra mile, please give me a five-star rating and possibly a written review. If you don't know how to do that on the podcast app you're using, you might be able to do that on iTunes, on your computer desktop, or any Apple device. You could go on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and give me a review. That would be greatly appreciated, or just review me on whichever app you're using. But most of all, just keep listening, and as always, happy cleaning. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.